Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special, well, kind of special, uh, a mini-sode of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Yes, we're here again. Feels like we were just here. Uh, we were, actually, but we weren't. It, it's been a while. But it's only been like a couple of months. The sirens are sounding. Woo, 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 woo. The band patrol has arrived, and so has the unbanned patrol. I don't know what that siren sounds like. But But the rules committee has decided to ban a card and unban a card, and there's been quite a lot of discussion, a bit of derision. So we're gonna jump into and talk about that today. Yeah. But before we get into it, we gotta talk about our brand new sponsor, channelfireball.com slash command. Yeah. If you use that affiliate link, you will be supporting this content. And the really cool thing that Channel Fireball's got going on right now, or I guess going on October 1st, they're in the midst of launching a new service. It's called the Channel Fireball Marketplace. And what this is, is a place where vendors can sell you cards, but Channel Fireball is doing something that nobody else is doing. Mm -hmm. They are vetting their vendors. That means the sellers on their sites are actually people who have to have a business license. Yep. They have to ha- go through some kind of vetting process. I really like this because on other marketplace sites, you don't know who you're buying from. It could just be a random person in a basement. And that, <laughs> if you've ever used those services, you know sometimes you just get a bad experience because somebody just doesn't know how to sell cards or package them or whatever. Yeah, they get ugh. they take a long time to get to you. You don't know what conditions sometimes they come in. Channel Fireball is setting it up so that they're only working with professionals, and that means that you're going to get a professional level of service. You're also going to get the best prices because a marketplace naturally creates competition. And so people are going to drive the prices down to try to sell the cards to you. And you're going to have access to every single card out there because you have a wealth of different places to buy from. And their supply is going to be much, much better than just a single source. Yeah, that's a really good point. Inventory, because they've got hundreds of vendors on their site when they launch, is going to be very high. If you need to find a special version of a card, they're going to have it. Um, and also, we should say, the first month um, Ooh, yeah. that they're opening the marketplace, they're doing a bunch of promos and a bunch of giveaways, you know, of course, to incentivize people incentivize people to try out this service but mm-hmm. what this means for you out there is if you're going to buy cards uh, sometime in the near future if you just wait till october 1st you will be entered to win all kinds of cool stuff they're giving away a bunch of uh, signed soil soil soil, soil. <laughs> bunch of signed foil 
Soul Ring the really promo cool cards. promos, yeah, for Magic yeah. Fest. Jimmy and I signed like uh, what, like twenty of them. Twenty five, yeah. And there's tons of other giveaways, including a uh, Black Lotus, I believe, at one point. Oh yeah, so. I think at the end, one of the final prizes is you could win a Black Lotus. So, yeah, so. you definitely want to buy your cards at the marketplace. Uh, try it out in that first month, so you have a chance to win all that cool stuff. Okay. All right, so let's get into the main topic it? here. Yes, yeah. we shall. So, Jimmy, you you didn't get specific, but we can now. So, the card that was banned is Golos Tireless. Tireless pilgrim guess he actually got tired and now he, <laughs> he got tired he, he got, got tired sleep, y'all. or I'm the not... format got tired of him or the rules committee something happened but golos tireless pilgrim is banned and world fire a card that's been on the ban list since we think we started playing the game has been unbanned but that's not the big deal i think golos is the big one so we're gonna get into that first and yeah we'll, we'll talk about the world fire ban at the end but let's talk about golos first because it's obviously the biggest deal here um i'm gonna read golos and then, Jimmy, you can read the official um, rules committee statement Shout. about it. So, Golos is five mana for an artifact legendary creature, a scout. Uh, Golos is a three five. And it says, when Golos enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a land card. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Any land, not just basic land. Uh, and then, it ha- uh, Golos has an activated ability of two in Wooburg. So, two plus one white, blue black, red, and green, seven mana total, and it says, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana costs. I actually played Golos on an episode of Game Nights oh, yeah. long, long ago. Um, very powerful card. Uh, a bunch of reasons here that the rules committee is going to list off that why they abandoned it. And I guess we can just start with that, Jimmy. You want to read the official yep. statement? Okay. <clears throat> Golos Tireless Pilgrim has been a much-discussed card that is both popular to play with and unpopular to play against. There are many problems with the card, but the greatest is that in the low-to-middle tiers where we focus the ban list, Golos is simply a better choice of leader for all but the most commander-centric cards. Its presence crushes the kind of diversity and commander choice which we want to promote. You can drop in Golos and a few five-color lands into a random deck and get all the ramp and card advantage you would ever want from a commander with no worries about your mana base. Golos' ability effectively reduces the commander tax to one, and once you hit seven mana, with Golos assuring that you have Wooburg and helping you get there quickly, you don't need to do anything for the rest of the game except cast spells for free, something we always want to be careful about. We've talked to the folks in Studio X, and they understand the problems created by generically powerful five-color commanders that don't have Wooburg in their mana cost. We don't expect similar cards to come from them in the future, so a surgical strike now makes sense. We understand that many players love Golos, so we don't take this action lightly. In the end, the health of the format is our primary concern, and we find Golos unhealthy. While Kenrith the Returned King is a similarly flexible and popular commander for good stuff five-color decks, we see it as a clear step down from Golos. Okay, there is a lot to decipher in there. Um, I, I want to make a statement real quick yeah. here, just to be clear. When they mention Studio X, it's Magic oh, right. R&D. It's the people designing the game. That's just... Correct. Uh, they renamed it Studio X, which sometimes they refer to as that, and sometimes they don't. Oh, and one other thing I think we always have to clarify. Josh is not on the Rules Committee. No. Josh is on something called the Commander Advisory Group, which occasionally talks to people like the Rules Committee about cards and the format and all that stuff. Um, we and advise. We advise, yes. They're not making the decision, so don't throw any flack our way for something like this. It's fine. You could throw it, but you're going to find 
find out here pretty quickly that I do not like this band, am not in favor of it, and uh, advised against it. That means that they did not listen to my advice, which is their prerogative as the rules committee. As I am only advisor, and I am not on the committee. So, yeah, let's let's break this down a little bit, Jimmy. I kind of wrote down like three points that stood out to me. Yeah, in the I do not like the band category. I guess before we do that, to be fair, Jimmy, you know, are you generally in favor of the band or against it? Well, considering this is the game where I mind slavered you to oblivion because I thought the card was too powerful. <laughs> yeah, I that's do, not why you did it. <laughs> I do have an opinion that I think Golos is extremely powerful and the fact that it is you know just five generic mana and can be put in any five color deck means that you'll see this in quite a lot of decks in the five color range. However, I never personally have seen this card as a problem. This is one of those cards, I think, in our playgroups that I played against it. It's a remove-on-site type of card. It's one that says, okay, great, you're going to get some free value, but you know this game is about generating value. So I never personally found the problem with it. This definitely caught me by surprise when I woke up and saw this announcement, um, much more so than the unbanning. This banning, to me, actually makes very little sense because no one was having, at least in my broad view of this, the format, we've never heard anyone complain about Golos. Not really. We've never seen it be a problem in our playgroups, and I played in many different playgroups at Magic Fest from very low power level to very high power level, and they say they're focusing on the lower power level, but I just haven't seen this be an issue, so it doesn't make sense to me why it necessarily needs to get banned all of a sudden, especially when they say it has to be a surgical strike right now. So I don't understand a lot of the logic going on here. But we'll so you don't like it. the ban, fair to say? I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't think, and you know, Josh and I have always been a ban against bans in general. We'd rather unban cards than ban them. And if there was a card that was actively creating problems, Whole Breacher, I can understand. It's a, just a, a bad feeling to have when you everything just, you, know, you can't draw any cards and you're at hand zero and your opponent has all the power. But Golos doesn't necessarily create that the moment it lands. Whole Breacher does. So to me, I'm still a bit confused by it, but we're going to go through all the points here um, and I guess try and break down a little bit more what they're thinking. Um, I'll try and play devil's advocate a little bit here just to, so we can try and see both sides of the argument. But personally, eh, I don't think it's, I don't think it works for me. All right. Yes, I am on the same page as you. Um, so here are the three points that I put down as to why I do not like the Manning. The first is, what problem does this solve, which you alluded to, Jimmy? Was there a lot of complaining going on about Golos that I just wasn't hearing? It's not a CD CEDH card. It's not yeah. like something that in competitive EDH is very high on their list. Najila and stuff like that is definitely a higher. Um, not that I would say that Golos would be unplayable because any five-color shell can be a CEDH deck just because you can build around all things. All the cards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can build around um, all their favorite uh, win combos and things in a five-color deck. But Golos was not particularly a CEDH card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they already talked about in their announcement that they had spoken with Studio X, Magic R&D, and... You know, we're confident that these types of cards that R&D knew why it's kind of not the greatest design. And, you know, I give Studio X and R&D a little bit of a pass. So I'm going to say that it's bad card design. I don't mean that as throwing shade at anybody in R&D, right? Like, I yeah. don't think it was clear why it was not great card design until we played with it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the fact that a Wooberg commander doesn't cost Wooberg, costs five generic. So it's very easy to get to and then helps you attain your Wooberg for its Wooberg. Yeah activation that is definitely like not the greatest thing that we would want to happen in general one of the things that should hold back the uber commanders because it does give you access to all the colors and all the cards in those colors should be that it is color restrictive and, and at least somewhat some hoops have to be jumped through to meet the color requirement yeah because golos you can right you have a term on soul ring and then another you know you can cast it very easily and quickly you don't need to have any colored mana to do so and, and then fact, it helps you get the color to do its thing yeah or it helps you get a land that is very powerful 
cubicle, like a cabal coffers type right. thing, right? What so if it was basic land? Would that have helped it a lot? I, I think so. I think it would definitely would have helped it a bit more. I mean, we've seen Golos be a menace in historic and across of other a lot of other constructed formats as a result. Um, it's really interesting because I, I think like the question, what problem does this solve? They actually say that this 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 is something that has been solved in the future because they've talked to Studio X. Yeah, so it's not like one of the worries is like, hey, they're going to make a bunch of cards, so we got to send them a message to not make cards like yeah. this. They, they said that was already received, so that's not solving that problem by banning it. It's like they're retroactively solving a problem that will no longer happen in the future because Golos may be the only version of that that we ever see from now on. I like what you said about like Hole Breacher and um, even Iona. I was against both of those bands. I think both of those cards could exist in the format and it would be fine because yeah. I don't like bands. But in general, like those bands come down and then you understand them because there was a lot of complaining about those cards. Those cards are feel bad cards. When they yeah. do their thing, it sort of sucks for the table. Golos doesn't really fit that mold either. I've played against Golos many times where somebody is doing a Maze's End deck or something like that and it's right. not super feel bad. Um, definitely there are like powerful versions of Golos, but oh, no yeah. more so than like Urza or something like that. So, I, that was my first point. I don't know what problem solving go, or banning Golo solves. I just don't know why it needed to be taken out. It seems like yeah. mostly fine. Sure, it's popular, but I don't think it got to ubiquitous. Honestly, like, like at the, at its heyday, I think Atraxa was more prevalent in the format. Like it seemed like for a while. And this might have been just because there was less commanders at that time. But it seemed for a while like every pod you were in there would be an Atraxa deck in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Golos ever got to that level of popularity where it felt like I was seeing it that amount of time. Do you see Golos decks often? Yeah. Yes, but it's roughly equivalent, it feels like, to the Corvalds and the Chulains and the, the things that we're used to seeing. Yeah. And, and that's just on our experience, right? But Jimmy and I do travel around when there, when you could travel, and Golos was available during a lot of this time, during 2019 and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know... If we go to a city and we say we're going to be at this card store at this time, like lots of people will show up and you get to play with a diversity, a big diverse group. And we did, we've done that many times in mm -hmm. our lives. So it's not like we're just insulated into our play group, right? We see people from all over the world. I never saw Golos as an issue. Yeah, I, I guess when it, when it asks, you know, what problem does this solve? They're saying that they see this and the, the, the ban list is for the lower to mid tier power level decks, which is interesting to me because Golos at the higher tiers, I can get it. It can be very powerful. It's obviously going to be very good. And, you know, you can ramp it out fast and get incredibly powerful lands out but at the lower to mid-tier level groups it seems more like it just gives more players chances to play five colors without having to restrict them to having expensive mana bases yeah without <laughs> like a crazy mana race which kind of leads to this next question so in their statement they talk about how it crushes format diversity um and makes it ubiquitous in some ways and i i question that does it really crush format diversity because in my experience and i'd be interested to hear from you jimmy and from everybody out there yep. A lot of people use Golos to kind of build the decks that don't have a good commander, commander for it. to lead them. And I'm Correct. the type of player that likes to build decks like that, right? Like, I build a Tim deck. There is no commander for a Tim deck. Up till recently, there wasn't a good commander for a Curses deck. Guess what? I've played against Golos Curse decks. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a good commander for Saga decks sometimes in five color if you wanted to play all the Sagas. There's enchantment-based decks, but they restrict you as far as color. Yeah. Golos allowed you to play the black Sagas and Shrines and things like that. Yeah, I've played against that deck before. Morophon exists for creature yeah. and tribal decks, but there isn't anything for the generic five color deck now obviously they're saying kenrith is that solution in that version but i don't you know it just didn't seem that like people were taking golos and specifically being like i'm gonna make this a like i'm gonna really just scare people and make this deck the worst scariest awful thing and it's like no i just use golos because i need a five color deck yeah to make my, my cool god super friends deck. my god tribal deck yeah my yeah. mazes end deck i've seen super friends deck that's a really good one five color one um 
So I don't know that I agree that it crushes format diversity or that doesn't sound like homogeneous. 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 Homogeneity? Homogeneity? Homogeneity. Homogeneity. Yeah, it's not causing the format to all. Or it's like every time you see a Golos deck in the command zone, it's not the same deck that you're seeing. Yeah, So yeah, you don't get true. the same sort of groan that like, oh, Golos, it's going to be this. A lot of times it's a Saga deck or a Curse deck. In my experience. You, Compare that to Urza, by the way. Yeah. Every, Every time, time you see an Urza, Urza deck, you're like, this sucks. We know what's going to happen. There's going to be similar play patterns. They're going to, yeah. But Golos, it's like, hey, who knows what's going to come out? And I guess there is some sort of like, well, shucks, you get to play five colors and you get to get an off, immediate ramp spell on five no matter what. You can like build around that. But it doesn't seem like it was hurting Commander necessarily. And it's there definitely was, powerful. I don't think it's fair to be yeah. like, Golos wasn't powerful. It's very powerful. But I don't think it was game-breakingly powerful. It's just near the top end of the power level. Especially in the lower to mid tiers that they're saying they're banning the cards for uh, Golos was less powerful in those lower to mid tiers. People were just playing it so that they could get They're not getting get a guy's their, cradle. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. getting it for their cool strategy or their silly five-color shenanigans. So I don't think I agree that it crushes format diversity. I don't think it solves a problem. And then my third point is, what about the the player impact, the impact to the player base. This is an extremely popular card and commander to build around. And we're going to show here on EDH Rec, I managed to grab this right before they took it, took mm -hmm. Golos off. Golos was the most popular commander by a pretty decent margin. If you go to top oh, commanders, man. they only tracked by the last two years. The coolest kid at the school. So you have to think like decisions like this, all of a sudden, everybody who had a Golos deck... They can't play it anymore. So that's tens of thousands of people affected, right? EDH Rec doesn't really count the number of decks in existence in the world. Yeah. It just counts the number of decks um, relative to other decks kind of that were posted online. So you've yeah. got all these people at home that don't even consume content online or whatever and that have their Golos deck that's put together kind of, you know, like Jimmy said, with and the mid to low power level tiers. And suddenly they're told they can't play this deck because the rules have changed. It was also in the core set. So a lot of them were printed and a lot yeah. of players presumably got their hands on them at the time. So that's tens of thousands of decks, potentially millions of dollars worth of cards acquired, traded for, whatever, to build those decks and play those decks. And again, I have to ask the question, like, is that worth it for a card that at least not very many people were really complaining about? Like, for a card that's not wreaking havoc in that, it's not near the top of the power level, it doesn't feel unbeatable. Yeah. Have you ever sat down against a Golos deck and been like, I'm never going to win this game? Nope. Yeah, so it's just... have and, and Golos isn't even a card that you sit down with and you're like, I'm not going to be able to do anything this game, right? It's not even like a, a feel-bad hole breacher Iona-style <laughs> card. Um, so I get that they think that the design's not great, but I just feel like the juice and is just definitely not worth the squeeze here. I also think there's something... Golos is a very new player-friendly card. In yes, fact, it's incredibly new player-friendly. In one of our um, episodes, we talked about what the best decks for new players to build would be, and we recommended Golos. You know why? Because it's easy. Yeah, you don't need to worry about your mana base. You don't need to get all the expensive lands because you can always just play Golos on five, no matter what lands you have. And it'll help fix all your lands from there. Yeah, you can grab your Tri-Land or whatever. And when it dies, it's not super feel bad. You're probably going to be able to cast it again. So if you want to do the Golos thing, you're probably going to be able to. And if you're a new player, one of the most daunting things I think about the Commander format is that 
taking that leap to building your first deck yourself. Yeah. That's a hard thing for a lot of players, and they don't want to have to think about their mana base. They barely can contain what it will take just to put in the cards that aren't the mana, <laughs> right? And that's a hard enough hurdle to clear. And you see that, I think, in the numbers around EDH Rec, where it was a very popular, because it was popular with new players. And we've heard from a lot of players who, like, one of their early decks was Golos. And sure, veteran players would, like, roll their eyes. But of course, new players want to build something that, to them, makes sense and is not going to be difficult. Morphon, again, was another example of that, but that's more tribal. I mean, to me, this ban feels more like a statement ban than anything else, and that seems like the primary driving factor because if we do look at these questions, does it solve a huge problem? Wasn't the problem to begin with? Is the player impact is massive. Tons and tons of players are going to have to switch their commanders and make more purchases or whatever to fix that problem. And it didn't crush format diversity because Golos decks, in the end, I think, for the lower to mid tiers, opened up more deck choices rather than limited them. Whereas if you're playing, I mean, any of like the really top powerful commanders, the ones that people are like, they should ban this. It's very clear what kind of deck they play and how they play it. So there's a huge difference too between banning Holebreacher and banning Golos, right? Holebreacher is one card in a deck in the 99. Your deck still exists. You take yeah. that card out, you put another card in. You could just put a land in. Yeah. I mean, geez. And for the most part, your deck is fine. Now you have a deck built around Golos and Golos gets banned. You can't just put Kenrith as the commander of that deck because do you still want Aminatu's Augury and Endless Ranks of the Dead right, or whatever? Right. Like you don't want a lot of the cards that you had in there. So now all of a sudden you've got to tear that entire deck apart and build a new deck. I think the impact on the players is very, very large in this case. And I think it's fine, honestly, if you have a commander that's like slightly annoying but is also a good vehicle to get new players into the format and it's not over the top powerful. Yeah. Like that seems like a that seems like generally a win, right? Shepherd some new players in the format, gets them to try commander. Uh, yeah, at at certain tables, and you know, if you're people like us that play a lot of commander, you know, Golos, you might see it a little bit more often. And it, yes, it is problematic and tough, but it that's only slightly annoying. It's not like unbeatable. It doesn't make you like not want to play. And I think the give and take there is fine. I think that the upside of you know it's accessible. It helps people sort of get into the format. It's kind of worth it. And a casual reminder to everyone that the rules committee is also a big fan of rule zero, which is decide your own rules. Uh, and if you don't agree with this ban and you have a deck that you don't want to tear apart, talk to your playgroup about it. I don't think many playgroups are going to be like, no, you can't play that anymore unless you were the oppressive player at the table every time you whipped your goalless deck out. So just have that conversation. Uh, this isn't the end of your goal of sec necessarily, but it is certainly from the rules committee standpoint. Yeah, I'll say if you sit down at a table with me and you go, hey, can I play my goal of sec? I'm going to be like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's and totally then fine. if you are really mean and rude, we'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> that's it we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you to stop playing it it's gonna be fine yeah it's gonna be fine because we're trying to do things that are broken and dumb and silly too and win with crazy cool combos and all that yep um now maybe some players would say that the popularity of golos is one of the reasons that it needed to go right mm -hmm. i've seen that listed as like well it was the most popular commander on eda trek so a lot of people were playing it and that right there is proof positive that it should be banned Listen, there's always going to be a most powerful, or mo sorry, most popular commander. Whatever's at the it top of the list. It was a it for a long, long yeah. time. So we so. can't just go around, along banning whatever the most popular thing is. After this, it's going to be Corvold. Should we get rid of that? After that, it's going to yeah. be, you know, Tulane or something. Maybe there's a world where the band is commander yeah. list comes back, and, and Golos is just banned as commander, so you can still play this in your deck. But even then, it kind of... No, but I still don't think that solves the problem. Oh, right? it definitely yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of definitely all these people it. whose decks just went away this morning. Yeah, I think it's really important, again, especially if you've made investments into your deck and there is no real good replacement. You have a Maze's End deck that has Golos as the commander. Just make sure you have that conversation because I don't know if the impact of this is going to be overall a good thing because it's a lot of players affected 
COVID. And so we just want to make sure that we're avoiding that. Yeah, I do want to say, like I said, I don't like Golos as a card design-wise. I think that it was a mistake for a number of reasons, but I don't think that it is worthy of a ban. I just don't think it meets the threshold where, like, it causes so much badness mm-hmm. that it's it's worth banning, especially when so many people clearly love it and have built decks around it. This also might set a bad precedent, which is, like... Right, Leovold gets banned, Hole Breacher comes out. They're like, you know what? Hole Breacher is very similar to what Leovold does. We got to ban this as well. Um, because what they did is they, they said Studio X has said they're not going to make cards like this in the future. So what we're going to do is retroactively ban anything that's even similar to it in the past. And so I think that's like kind of a weird precedent because what if something else comes up and you're like, you know what? This for- mechanic is now problematic. We know they're not going to make it anymore in the future. And these cards that already exist, we're just going to get rid of them because we know they're not coming along anymore. And that's not what we want in our format. So it does feel a little interesting to say the least. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Don't forget, we've still got the World Fire unban here to discuss, and there was one other small change that oh, yeah. <laughs> would have been easy to miss. We'll talk about all that in just a second, but we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back talking about the latest banning and unbanning updates from the Rules Committee for Commander. Golos, Tireless Pilgrim, he's tired, he's out. But turns out there is taking a, long a storm rest. brewing. And by storm, I mean a fire that wraps the whole darn world. Worldfire, a card that has been long banned in the format, is now back. All right, let me read Worldfire because I, w- I would assume a lot of people out there don't know what it is since you <laughs> haven't been allowed to play it. Exactly. Worldfire is six red, red, red. So nine mana for a sorcery. It says exile all permanents, period. Exile all cards from all hands 
and graveyards. Each player's life total becomes one. Oh. So exile all permanents. That's lands, everything. The whole board gets cleared. Exile all cards from all players' hands and graveyards. So nobody's got a hand, nobody's got a graveyard. Each player's life total gets set to one. And then you go, go. So in my experience, what tends to happen is you say go, the person draws their card, they can't play it because it costs too much mana, and it's the only card in their hand, they say go. Yeah. Then the next player does that, and they say go. Then somebody eventually draws a land, they play it. And it's kind of like the game started over, but you have no starting hand. And you only have one life, so if you have like a 1-1, one, one, like a land or else, you may just win the game. And that's often what happens. And the red player is usually the player that has burn spells and or small creatures. Right. And so they think they're going to get off to the fastest start from this. They're going to play a 1-1 one, one with haste, or they're going to have a lightning bolt, kill the most problematic player, whoever dropped a land. Yep. But it can go against you if you're playing an elf deck or something they just happen to be like okay i have a small creature play it yeah and then sometimes it's just like attack 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 win yeah it's a very interesting card yeah and it it's unbanned now so before this came out what m13 i got back into the game around m15 so this is kind of weird to think like hey let's bring this back into the format especially because there are a lot of cards i think sitting around the eight mana nine mana level that are on the ban list that people have been clamoring for for a while so this is the first one to come off um so let's i guess it is definitely not a card that you look at and think oh we want that back in the format yeah screw golos let's bring back world fire all right well we have the rules committee's reasoning and their official statement so josh you want to take this one sure from the rules committee world fire was banned to the due to the problematic interaction with floating mana and having access to your commander. We want to foster a commander environment where eight and nine mana spells are viable and likely to show up in a game, so we evaluate the expensive ones in that context. Unlike Coalition Victory and Biorhythm, which we continue to believe are problematic in that environment, the level of effort needed to make Worldfire effective is sufficient that we suspect it will not be as much of an issue. There are already cheaper ways to do similar things in the format. We believe the social contract and robust pregame discussions will keep Worldfire out of games in which it doesn't belong. So what do we think? Josh and I classically, historically, have always been for unbanning cards. And in the case of Worldfire, I guess I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. There are cards around 8-9 mana that do just win the game on the spot or combos. So I don't see the worst thing in the world happening if world fire does happen to hit the table it is sort of one of those like pull the switch and this is your only out to get rid of all the problems on the table but it sets everyone's life total to one presumably the game's going to end pretty quickly after this kind of card is resolved yeah it's <laughs> i get what they're saying about like access to a commander card with world fire right means like i don't know what you've got in your command zone it's mono red something with haste i guess ragavan so if you play if you have a 10 mana you'll Play ten, you'll pay for ten mana, cast Royal Fire for nine, Look and the then cast Ragavan. Yeah, or Noran the Wary. Kill one player. There might be some other ones we're not thinking of that could kill more. Heartless Sugu, I guess, if it got back. No. no. Yeah, yeah, it got back. Yeah, It'd yeah. kill you too, though. Yeah. Um. Whatever. I'm sure there are ways to do it, but you need a lot of mana, and and there are many situations like Jimmy said where the game just says, "Hey, yo, if you've got <laughs> 10, 11, 12 mana." You could probably win with this You're going to take it out. Yeah, yeah. you're going to win. If you want to play that card, you can do it. And I, one thing I like about World Fire is in general, like the game, even though I explained that scenario where people draw and whatever, that stuff all happens fast. So when World Fire resolves, the game ends pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very few. It can happen where people stabilize and then you're in a weird situation where somebody World Fired and you're 15 turns later and the game hasn't ended, but that's not very often. 
Um, so I like that about it because I what I don't want is a card that costs a lot of mana that comes off the ban list that only creates like slogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say at the very least because this puts your life total to one, uh, it does create a, an environment where the game should presumably end pretty quickly. Uh, I don't know if there are like sweet world fire combos that people want to be running with these kinds of cards, but I don't see this as like the worst thing in the world. But I also don't see it as the best thing. I don't really care. I've never seen this card around. Rarely are we seeing this sort of as a win condition. So it's banned. It's banned. Yeah. So I, I kind of imagine this is similar to just them going, okay, let's look at the high end of the list and just take a scroll through and see, is there anything on here that doesn't actually need to be banned? Uh, and it's not in response to current status. It's not in response to the way people play or what's happening in play groups. I think they just look through the list. They had other cards on there around this mana level and went, Worldfire seems fine. Let's take it off. Yeah, I think we're not going to see it very much, and it will be almost like it doesn't matter whether it was banned or unbanned because yeah. very few people will play it. I do think it brings up an interesting conversation we can have really quickly. They mentioned Biorhythm and Coalition Victory, mm-hmm. both of which I think are fine to unban. Uh, Biorhythm in particular, I would probably have unbanned before Worldfire because Biorhythm, again, when it resolves, almost always just ends the game. Sometimes it ends the game in a draw. That's the one where everybody's life total comes becomes equal to the number of creatures they have. Yeah, how much does it cost? Eight or nine? Uh, eight mana. And they justified this staying banned but because the decks that will play it, like Green, will have mana dorks and have the creatures that also make sure that your life total does not become zero if you cast this as early as turn five or six or four or whatever. Sure, yeah. But, you know, with some removal, you can really hurt yourself and die in the process as well. Uh, but fine, whatever. Buy rhythm, fine. Coalition Victory is the one where uh, if you... It's a five-color win condition, right? Yeah, it's three mana and then Wooberg, so eight mana total. You win the game if you control land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. So your commander could be that if it's a five color commander, not like not five color 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 identity, but has Wooberg like Chromat or whatever. It has to be Chromat like Kenrith and Golos. Yep, do not count. Don't say they don't count. Yeah. Uh, and then you can have like three shock lands to cover each land of the, each basic land type. So they consider that again to be too easy to satisfy to just get to that eight mana and win with just those cards on the table. Again, I think Biorhythm and Coalition Victory both will be totally fine along the same lines. As- as world fire they could come off you know i was talking to murph about this this morning and he is feels pretty strongly and i sort of agree with him after he laid it out for me that panoptic mirror should come uh-huh. off the ban list it's five mana for an artifact you can pay the imprint cost which you pay x and tap the panoptic mirror and you remove an instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost x from your hand from the game and then at the beginning of your upkeep you may copy the imprinted instant or sorcery card and play the copy without paying its mana cost so the obvious combo here is you do a uh, extra turn spell yep like time warp and then every upkeep you get an extra turn so you just get infinite extra turns mm-hmm. um first point was like here's how that has to work you pay five mana for panoptic mirror then five mana to imprint time warp on it, <laughs> right and then you wait for your next upkeep and then you wait for your next upkeep that's 10 mana and then you have to survive and the panoptic mirror has to survive until your next upkeep you just spent 10 mana, so other people probably have access to around 10 mana. Right. And I think what we've learned is that that will never happen. The other way to do it is pay it for 5 mana, and then on the next turn imprint it. Yeah, or next and then turn, wait, wait another, another turn. turn, and then yeah. use 5 mana. Yeah, that's two full turn cycles then. This is, to me, is the definition of, like, sure, if you pull that off, and then you win, right? I have infinite extra turns. Everyone goes, cool, shovels up. And it's done. It doesn't cause like the game to, it's not like stasis lock. Or like World Fire where everyone goes, okay, well, I'm going to draw and I guess I don't, okay, pass turn. Yeah. It's not like um, (laughs) Wheel of Fortune and Hole Breacher 2 where you're like, okay, everybody draw and keep going. We have zero cards, but maybe we can catch up here. It's just like, it's done. It's over. You spent your 10 mana. I would almost always rather run just Time Stretch instead of Panoptic Mirror anyway, right? Uh Uh-huh. It's just like, take my two turns now. 
and I'll probably win, and I don't have to like hope a thing survives on Battlefield 1 rotation of the table. Expropriate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Those are the three uh, cards we thought could still be unbanned. There's a few more I would argue for, but let's not go into that too much. I wanted to say really quickly before we wrap this all up, I did a poll on oh, Twitter yes. as I usually do um, for these things, and I'm gonna I'm looking it up right now so that I can so the get four, the up to date. Um, the four options were uh, regarding the world fire and the uh, goalless banning. Uh, did you like both changes? Dislike both changes? Uh, just thought the goalless ban was bad, or just thought the world fire unban was bad? Okay. So people who like both changes, thought both changes were good, were 42%. Okay, that's almost half. Yep. The people that thought neither change was good are 12%. Okay. People that thought the Golos Golos banning was bad, but they were fine with Worldfire being unbanned, we could assume, were 34%. And then people who only liked the Worldfire unbanned but were okay with the Golos ban were 12%. (laughs) <laughs> so what I I think what another way to state these numbers is that about 54% of people like the Golos ban and about 46% of people don't like the Golos ban. Right. Because they either dislike both changes or just the Golos ban change. So you can add those numbers together. Which I would say, and again, this is my Twitter, 5,000 people so far. So it's not like, you know, I don't think it's the most scientific sampling, right? Yeah. But still, 60, you know or 50 to 40 whatever like it's it's pretty close yeah and it's not a clear winner which i think is important to say if everyone's like thank goodness golos is finally banned 70 80 percent i think whole breacher would have shown a higher percentage i don't know if you put a poll out for that as well yeah i believe it did i mean it's interesting because i think the people that like both changes and i can i can understand people liking the world fire unbanned just because it's like okay cool unbanning cards doesn't seem like it ruins the format i think it's a pretty easy one to like so that's why you see like 11 12 percent of people not liking the world fire unbanned it just seems pretty normal um people that actually dislike the goalless ban being around 50 percent 45 six ish percent that's like a coin flip that's like one in every other player and i think the thing i would want to find out next is if you have a goalless deck do you like the ban because you're going to be the person it's just, it's that knows... It's going to be so low, yeah. Yeah, but you may... But, but if, if it did somehow come back and it was like 90% were like, yes, this is fine, and then you go, oh, maybe they felt the power level... I knew this was broken the whole time. Yeah, yeah exactly, that's true. yeah. But if it doesn't... Then I, I think, think we saw that with Leovold, where a lot of people who had Leovold decks were like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had that deck, I did but feel it, that, yeah. So Hole Breacher was... Um, it was 80% either didn't care or agreed with the banning. Okay. 57% agreed with it, and 23% didn't care. So I would say... It, a much higher approval rating. Yeah. Then it's interesting because the didn't care category doesn't really work here because so many people have Golos decks. Whereas I don't think I didn't run Whole Breacher in a single one of my decks, so I was kind of on the didn't care area. Yeah. But in, if you had to ask me to pick a side, I would say I would, I would have agreed with the band. Oh yes, they also got rid of one other thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up, but you're right. They, they made one other rules change. They got rid of something called Rule Ten. It's an old rule that doesn't really do or affect the gameplay anymore, just because other rules in magic have kind of changed in the meantime so they just got rid of it had to do with like the legend rule with yeah. commanders but they got rid of it so rule 11 is now rule 10 no, but this doesn't change anything so you don't need to worry about it basically anybody who's played commander in the last few years you wouldn't even notice this is there or not so yeah, much. it won't change anything for you all right to the listeners what do you think of the golos ban or the world fire unman we'd love to hear in the comments on twitter everything else I'd like to hear everybody's perspective do you think it's awesome do you think it sucks 
do you are you somewhere in the middle? Are you, you lukewarm? Care. Did you oh, have I would a like Golostek? I would yeah. like to hear if you have a Golostek, just start with I had a Golostek and I think yeah. X. And also let us know what the Golostek did. It would be interesting to say, like, mine was a tryhard deck that wanted to win on turn six every single mine time. Mine was the extra turns version or whatever. Yeah. Or I, mine but, just wanted to play Maze's End. Yeah. Um, and make sure to check out our new sponsor, channelfireball.com slash command. They open a, bl- a brand new marketplace on October 1st. There are a ton of giveaways. So if you want to buy magic cards, maybe hold off until October 1st. You're going to be able to find the best prices from legit verified vendors and of course you're supporting the show as you do so yeah really excited about that channel firewall marketplace i'm definitely gonna be using it when it comes out and i i don't know if we're eligible to win things like probably not because it would probably Congrats, look josh, weird you won the signed you won josh. your signed foil soul <laughs> ring so yeah thanks for insider trading does that mean we don't have a chance to win the black lotus oh no i mean probably not yeah which is fine it would, it you would know be what? really weird if they're like and we announced the winner of the black lotus <laughs> and it is jimmy wong jimmy wong bought 500 copies of world fire this month and that it made him eligible <laughs> <laughs> that might look a little fishy i yeah, got a little admit. fishy yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Still, I am excited about the marketplace because I'm excited for a, a, a place where the prices of cards are going to get depressed because there will be competition. Yeah. But I know that the quality of service I'm going to get from each individual vendor is going to be high. And verified. It's definitely a detriment sometimes where you we've all had bad experiences where the scotch tape is touching the card. And oh, you're just like, gosh. Oh, I don't yeah, want to talk about it. When they use eBay occasionally yeah. and it comes in and it's like, why is this folded like this? Who what? would send a card in this way? They didn't even put it in a hard sleeve. Ah, I hate it. Okay. So that's definitely not going to happen. So make sure you check it out. Channelfireball.com slash command to support the show. Yeah. And a uh, big thanks to Ultra Pro who supports all of our content. You know, if you want to get the best sleeves for those awesome cards that they didn't ship with the tape touching the card, <laughs> then uh, Ultra Pro is the way to go. Eclipse sleeves are what we like to use here yep. around the command zone. We love their playmats, their deck boxes, satin towers. I mean, I think are among the best deck that boxes. That shuffle feel. Yeah. Can't the Eclipse it. shuffle feel. So thank you to Ultra Pro. They are the ones we personally trust our own collections to. And a big thanks to everyone here at the command zone. Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Alfred Asaka, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Pridgen, Arthur Meadowcroft, Sam Waldo, Gaurav Galati, and Truck Tie. All right, and big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does the living card animations that start our show, and many of the ones that sit behind us on set, including this including one. this one, yeah. Yeah, you can find Jeffrey uh, on Twitter at livingcardsmtg. All right, thanks, everyone. Have a good day, and uh, I don't know, keep unbanning things? Yeah. Sorry to everybody who had a Golo stack. I Thank really did have nothing to do with it. I tried I tried to talk them out of it, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. That's just the way it If is. you have that Golo stack, keep it around. If you ever run into Jimmy and I at a Command Fest or uh, something, uh, a live event when we can have them in the future, I guarantee if you say, hey, can I play my Golo stack? We're going to be like, yeah, that's cool. Thumbs up. All right, everybody. As long as you don't pee us with it. We'll be All back right. with uh, Midnight Hunt stuff very soon. <laughs> All right, see you, everyone. Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.